Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. Coming to you from the capital of Georgia, my hometown of the ATL, Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you so much for being a part of this week's program. And yes, on this week's program, we are going to recap what happened last weekend in Super Bowl 51 between the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons. Congratulations to the New England Patriots. I'll go ahead and get that out of the way now. But it was a collapse. I'm just going to be honest with you. It was a collapse of epic proportion by the Atlanta Falcons. The city was just ecstatic for the Falcons, going to the Super Bowl, the first one in almost 20 years. And uh, they were represented well. And things were going fine in the first half. But then Lady, Lady Gaga did her thing. And then the second half came. Falcons came out, they scored, but what happened after that was disappointing. And I know everybody who's an Atlanta Falcon fan is, start, is still trying to regroup. They've been able to release and trying to relax into the off season because it's going to be a long one as the Falcons lose 34 to 28 in overtime. Yes. It was it was a it was a punch in the gut. I mean, it was just you know when when the when the Patriots were like marching in the second half, you know they had that momentum. Oh, you knew what was coming. You just knew that it was not over because of number twelve and what he's able to do. And sure enough, he gets the MVP of the Super Bowl and uh, leads his team to. The victory fifth Super Bowl championship. Now he has set himself apart from other great quarterbacks who have ever played the game, such as one of my favorites, Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw. Those two won four. <sighs> yeah, why do they have to be against the Falcons? The Falcons are always not going to be known as the the team who gave up the biggest lead in Super Bowl history for a comeback. They're going to be known for that. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was difficult. But for my fellow Falcon fans here in the ATL, we are not alone. The team will be back. We will hopefully be in Minneapolis in 2018. And hopefully here in Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in 2019. But time will tell. But the work has already begun. They've got so much that has developed here this week. Uh, the Falcons have really hit the ground running after the Super Bowl. Um, we're going to get into that in the program, but let me tell you who's on the show this week. We have the host of RL Radio. He's Anthony Lundy. He's going to uh, be checking in in just a few minutes, and we're going to talk about the Super Bowl and uh, recapping it together. So uh, make sure that you stay close to that. Also, we're here with Dan Quinn at the Tillis team earlier this week. Uh, after the season and after the loss. And um, Steve Sarkeesian, he's the new offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons, so we're going to hear from him as well. And uh, so just a great program is on tap for you during this show. And, of course, you can reach out to me anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's very easy. You know how I tell you every single time the Taylor Mays Force is with you. It's Kevin Taylor. 
Yes, so we're going to recap Super Bowl 51. And, uh, you know, the Falcons have nothing to hang their heads about, nothing at all. I mean, no one expected them to get to this point. No one. I mean, when you started the season, you started the season actually 0-1. You lost to Tampa Bay. It wasn't really any type of expectation on this team, maybe to get to 9-7 and seven, possibly, possibly 10-6. and six. But we knew that this team probably was going to grow. And grow it did. But to get to the Super Bowl, when no one really expected them to, I mean, that was phenomenal. So, like I said, this team has nothing to hang themselves, you know, in a depressed mode about. None whatsoever. There's talk about uh, Devontae Freeman maybe getting an extension. Uh, Matt Ryan probably um, uh, having his contract redone. And and I, I think those two guys are deserving of it. Matt Ryan, of course, we got to say congratulations to him. He actually won the MVP. Yes, he is the 2016 MVP of the National Football League. And I hope that now with Steve Sarkeesian coming aboard, that he's going to continue that trend going into the next season because he has put in the work. And before I even go into Steve Sarkeesian, um, if you have not heard, Kyle Shanahan is the new head football coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, all right. So we got that out of the way, all right. Just in case you did not know, Kyle Shanahan is taking the job. So, um, which we kind of figured because it was the same situation of uh, when Dan Quinn was hired when he came to Atlanta from Seattle because Seattle played in the Super Bowl that year. And, um, you know, pretty much it was no big secret at that time. So, hey, same thing happened here. Can Shanahan, you know, really make a direct impact going out to San Francisco? I don't think so. But, um, you know, he has some time. I'm sure that they're going to give him. And um, that team is, they're they're in a major overhaul. That's that's for sure. But uh, so hey, you know that he does well out there for sure. You know we're not gonna hold anything. You know so we we, we hope that Kyle Shanahan does very well, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have classy listeners, so hey, we're gonna wish him the best, no doubt. But I think a lot of people are probably glad to see him go for sure. But uh, shortly after Shanahan accepted the Forty Nine ers head coaching position, the Falcons announced that Steve Sarkeesian, most recently with the University of Alabama with Phil Shanahan's old post as offensive coordinator. Now, what Sarkeesian would not be doing, though, is changing the Falcons' offensive approach. Now, I think that's instrumental because you don't really want to come in and do what you have to do and try to revamp things, try to change things over. You don't really want to do that. And um, according to Dan Quinn, um, they're going to continue to use the same scheme that helped the team score a historic amount of points in 2016. Now, General Manager Thomas Dimitrov described the 42-year-old Sarkeesian as aggressive, creative, and a good fit personality-wise. And uh, from the start of his coaching career, Sarkeesian actually gained a reputation as an innovative offensive coach. Sarkeesian spent several years in the early 2000s working at the University of Southern Cal, and during that time, he helped coach some of the most prolific offenses in college football. And, you know, he actually coached um, 
Matt Leinart, well, actually Car- Carson Palmer and Matt Leinart, helping them win Heisman trophies. They played a big role in what would become the first team to win six straight Pac-10 titles, and that's the first team in college football to record six straight 11-win seasons. So the team can't put up some numbers, that's for sure. And uh, also while at Southern Cal, he helped uh, coach some of the most, uh, like I told you, prolific offenses, uh, filling many roles from quarterbacks coach, offensive coordinator to assistant head coach during 2001 to 2003 and 2005 to 2008, and that was under uh, Pete, Pete Carroll. Uh, Sarkeesian spent the 2004 season working as the quarterback's coach for the Raiders, and uh, that's where he spent time with Kerry Collins and Rich Gannon, and the Raiders were in the top ten of passing offense, but only for over 4,000 yards. Now, Sarkeesian filled uh, the role, of course, as offensive coordinator in the national championship game under Nick Saban after Lane Kiffin took the head coaching job at Florida Atlantic. Uh, but, of course, Alabama lost that game, but uh, they were able to put up some good points on the board. Uh, so we'll see what he can bring here to the uh, Falcons offense. And was it a good hire? Hey, you let me know. They tweet me at Kevin Taylor 98 and uh, let me know. But right now let's hear from uh, Steve Sarkeesian and, uh, you know, pretty much how he feels about being in Atlanta and what makes him a good fit for this position. Well, I think it's, I think there's a lot of similarities. I think that's why Dan and I thought this would be such a great fit. Um, you know, I, I'm an aggressive by nature play caller, which is, I know, something that, that Dan believes in here and that the organization believes in. Um, we do really try to utilize the, 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 the running game, the wide zone run schemes, the, the things that come off of that, the play passes, the keepers to take advantage of that. Um, obviously, a lot of playmakers on this offense, and historically, for me, having those types of playmakers, being creative, and finding ways to, uh, to get those guys the ball in their hands and, and give them opportunities to make plays down the field. So, all in all, um, I think there's a there's a good mesh and a good correlation of things that I've done uh, to what they've really been doing the last two years and, and should make for a really good transition. Yes, it more than likely will be. And uh, the beeps that you heard there, that was on a conference call that uh, Steve Sarkeesian did with the local Atlanta media so, therefore, you know, you had people calling into the conference call, and therefore you had the beeps. So that's why you heard that. But uh, good analysis there. And, uh, you know, Dan Quinn likes that aggressive style of play. He loves to have the ball. He loves to be able to score points. Uh, but uh, they put up the po- uh, no points in the Super Bowl to be able to win it. But, of course, unfortunately, the defense just could not keep up. Uh, here's Dan Quinn, by the way, telling us what he told his team. This was on Tuesday because the team got back in Atlanta on Monday. And uh, this is Dan Quinn actually telling us about what he told his team after a disappointing Super Bowl loss and going forward. Today, on uh, what I discussed with the team, uh, number one, I told them about their effort and uh, that connection they have for one another. Uh, the second part in was some lessons, uh, not just from the game, but from the season. And the first one I talked about was uh, that our brotherhood is real. And uh, when it goes to where you're playing something bigger than yourself, uh, some really cool things can take place. Uh, I think there was no clearer example in that game than Alex Mack, um, who was totally battling through an injury and had to go fight for it. And, um, I, you know, we kind of laughed. I said, I hope I don't do that again. I said, I hope not either, but it's good to know that you can. And uh, so for him, um, it's, it's thousands of examples like that. Uh, that brotherhood is real. The next one uh, to me uh, was about our practice 
term you've heard us say was iron sharpening iron. And so we recognized, uh, man, you have to put out uh, to help get one another ready. And uh, you've been at practice. You see how hard we go against one another. Uh, that part we, we figured out. We also talked about the division at the start of the year and how important that was going to be. And uh, so having playoff games at home, uh, that was critical to us. Uh, the energy and the juice that took place in the Dome uh, in the last two playoff games, that was real. And uh, so we know how important the division is. Uh, the other lesson was our football. And uh, we figured out how important that was. Uh, owning it as best we could, uh, tied for the lead in that, and then the way we wanted ball hawk going after it. And then the last part, and uh, the one that will count the most, is our mindset, our attitude that we approach things. And uh, they learned to own that too. So uh, then I got into the game and uh, I talked about it. that was tough. And uh, we got to own that too. As competitors, that is the world we live in. And uh, we go to battle for it at the best of stages. And uh, this one didn't go our way. So uh, the outcome didn't go like we like, so we got to own that too. Um, what I also said is we got to get past that game and uh, not allow that disappointment to go into the offseason. We're going to throw a great offseason. And uh, each of us, our own process to go through that. Uh, and then lastly, to our fans, uh, it hurt them too. And uh, I totally recognize that. To have this connection with the city and the team uh, has been exactly what I'd hoped it would build. And uh, so for them, I want them to know uh, that's just a stepping off part for us and, uh, and what we can be uh, moving forward. So I'm pumped about that, and that's what I shared with the team. Uh, lastly, we did have uh, one news um, you know, regarding our staff uh, with Kyle uh, being named out of San Francisco. Uh, we're going to hire Steve Sarkeesian as our offensive coordinator. All right, and like I tell you, Steve Sarkeesian uh, came from uh, Alabama, and he's going to be taking over the offensive coordinator position to basically uh, just continue that smooth uh, offensive flow and uh, for the offense to be able to put up a lot, a lot of points on the board and just keep that ride of a historic uh, uh, ride going with uh, prolific players such as Matt Ryan, Devontae Freeman, Julio Jones, uh, uh, Taylor Gabriel, uh, you know, so forth, uh, Muhammad Sanu, uh, you know, uh, Austin Hooper, and we'll see if Jacob Tammy comes back next season as well. And uh, depending on what the offensive line does, uh, it should be a pretty good offense for for sure. Now, some other uh, coaching news, uh, according to the Atlanta Falcons at AtlantaFalcons.com, Keith Carter is promoted to running backs coach. Uh, Carter is entering his third season with the team. He spent the previous two seasons as the team's assistant offensive line coach. Last season, of course, he helped um, coach an offensive line to block for quarterback Matt Ryan for a franchise record of just under 5,000 yards and 38 touchdowns to earn that MVP. And uh, the rushing attack, hey, they had about 121 yards rushing per game on average, which was fifth in the NFL. The uh, Falcons also have promoted our Mark Quinn Manuel to defensive coordinator and named Raheem Morris, wide receiver's passing game coordinator, assistant head coach. The team has also promoted Doug Mallory to defensive back coach while hiring Brian Young as their defensive line coach. And, of course, you know, Brian Young, played for the San Francisco 49ers and uh, was a, a, a standout there. Now, going back to Emmanuel, he's entering his third season with the team after spending the previous two seasons as the Falcons secondary coach and senior defensive assistant. This season, he coached a young secondary that included seven first or second round players, which was, you know, a, a phenomenal group. And the secondary teamed up for eight interceptions, 62 pass deflections, and uh, seven forced fumbles, 437 total tackles, and three sacks. Uh, Manual squad also only allowed 19 passing touchdowns, which was tied for the third lowest in the league. And uh, his secondary forced 
15 interceptions in 2015, was ranked in the top 10 in the league, and gave the defense about a uh, one, close to one and a half touchdown interception ratio, actually 1.2 to be exact, uh, or 1.27, which was the seventh best touchdown interception ratio in the NFL. Now, Mars was named the assistant head coach wide receivers last offseason, and this season he coached one of the best receivers in the game, of course, Leo Jones, as he recorded just over 1,400 receiving yards and was second in the NFL. The receiving core teamed up with 223 catches for just over 3,000 yards and 22 touchdowns. And uh, it's going to be a great season uh, coming up in the uh, 2017 year for this team as uh, they have put together a good staff coaching-wise. So now it's time to go out and look at some players in the combine and see what's out there for the agency and see if they can blend in with the uh, coaching philosophy and see if they'll be a good fit to keep this ride in Atlanta going. You're listening to Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. Make sure that you check me out on social media at any time, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Kevin Taylor 98 Coming up in just a moment, we're going to talk to Anthony Lundy of RL Radio, and uh, we're going to get his take on what happened in Super Bowl 51. But I also want to hear from you. Like I told you, you can reach out to me anytime on social media. But I want to know from you. You know, what do you think about the Atlanta Falcons? Do you think that they can get back to the Super Bowl? Do you think that they um, are a Super Bowl, Super Bowl caliber team, uh, you know, with the coaching uh, changes that they're making? Um, what do you feel? I mean, because Richard Smith, the, I don't think a lot of people are looking at him as being the scapegoat, but, you know, he did lose a 25-point lead. And uh, Brian Cox, maybe that, that defensive line was maybe not prepared. So you had to make a change there. So I just want to know what you think. You know, reach out to me anytime and uh, let me know, all right? Again, that's Kevin Taylor 98 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's Taylor Bay's Voice. Thank you so much for joining me as we recap Super Bowl 51 that featured the New England Patriots taking on the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons, of course, lose to the Patriots in this game, 34-28. And uh, I'm joined now by the host of REO Radio. He's Anthony Lundy. And he's here in, in the metro Atlanta area with myself. And, Anthony, thank you so much for being a part of Taylor Bay Sports this week. How you doing? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. Well, you're quite a welcome, man. Sure, you're just like the rest of us who are fans who, you know, could not believe what they saw this past Sunday. Uh, just, just, give us your, just give us your take on it. Uh, you know, man, um, I think everybody's always going to talk about the, obviously, the sack on Matt Ryan. Um, that really kind of set us back after that play, having Jake Matthews with the holding and backed us up another 10 yards, which took us out of field goal range. You know, those are hard. Uh, that's, that's a hard loss, you know, to have because we were so close. But, uh, you know, it, it was, it was, I was speechless for most of the night, you know, so it was tough. Yes, I truly know what you mean. I mean, it was it was gut wrenching for me. I mean, I, I tweeted out that I have seen some horrible losses by Atlanta sports teams, but this has to be the worst. I mean, you're up 25 points against a team like New England, against one of the greatest quarterbacks of our time, and you know you you allow him to come back, do his thing, and beat you. Uh, you know what, what stuck out in my mind most was. You know, the Falcons are known now for being aggressive. And 
I think in this situation, you have. I, I, well, let me let me kind of back up. I don't know if if Matt Ryan had an opportunity to audible, but when you're throwing the ball, you know, or, or driving back for passes, it's just common football sense that you have to run the ball and also eat up some clock. But they didn't do that, right. and, and that's what led to that's what led to the sack. And of course, Devontae Freeman missed the block. But at the same time, you have to use some common football sense in those situations. Yeah, I mean, you've been running good all game. You're in field goal range. Why not run more and, you know, take up more of the clock, get yourself closer? Those three points would have made the difference in the game at the end. Like, that would have made all the difference in the world. And I don't know if he has a chance to audible either, but it just seemed like in that moment, you know, that would have – and I, I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but that's going to be one of those things that you're going to look back on one of those 30s or 30s or something. Like, that was the moment that we had. If we could have that moment back, you know, that would have been it. I, I think, I, you know, it, it was a good season. Um, I just wish we'd have won that game. I just wish we could have could have got there. But it was tough, you know. Oh, you know, hopefully we will be able to come back and go to another Super Bowl. But, you know, right now, you know, this is day one after this happened. <laughs> it's, it's rough right now, you know. You're at work. Everybody's sad. So yeah, yeah, you know, you're just trying to kind of get your head around it because right now it kind of feels like a bad dream. But um, yeah. no, I, I think also, you know, you know, leading up to it, everybody, nobody talked about the offense being bad. It was always the defense that everybody was saying they were skeptical on. Um, and at the end, when we got to about the fourth quarter, I started to see what everybody was saying is that, you know, the first two quarters, the defense was playing really well, but at the same time, the Patriots were not playing well. Right. Um, and it looked like around, like, mid-third quarter, the Patriots had woken up and started playing like the Patriots. Yeah. And that's when it became, okay, this is a challenge. And then once we got into overtime, you know, the defense is already really, you know, they're, they're getting crushed out here. And then once they won the, you know, coin toss, you knew, oh, God, the defense is going to go back out here, and Tom Brady has to have in his mind, I'm not going to let Matt Ryan come back out on this field, because if he comes back out here, he's going to probably try to win this game. So, he was going to go aggressive and go down that field with everything he had, and that's kind of what they did. So... Yeah. yeah, you do have to give a lot of credit to the Patriots. They they hung in there, they persevered. Tom Brady, he looked like, you know, he was just, didn't know what to think in that first half, you know, after this throwing the pick six to uh, Robert Alford. Uh, oh, wow. The Falcons were clicking on all cylinders. Nothing was going right. But like you said, in the second half, it just, like something just clicked on for them. And, of course, you know, talk radio uh, this week has talked about, you know, Kyle Shanahan, you know, him now, you know, moving on. And uh, it, it should have been, you know, he should have more of a, of a, of a dynamic of, of being able to call plays in, in certain situations. And, and you know, I, I have to agree with that. I mean, because a, a little bit of it was his play calling. And like I said, we don't know if we have the opportunity of having Matt Ryan to say, uh, you know, did you have a chance to audible? But at the same time, Dan Quinn should be able to override, you know, any play calls if he does not an opportunity may be there. Some some balls may have been overthrown, but still, 
he stepped up. He played a, a good game. It's just disappointing that they lost in this way. And, and really, Grady Jarrett, too. I mean, wow. Oh, you know, he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. He had a phenomenal game. And I think uh, he was awesome. the worst part for me was knowing that you could see Matt just wanted that chance to get back on the field yeah. due to the overtime rules. If they scored, he, you know, he just wasn't going to be able to get back out there. It almost looked like he couldn't even look over because yeah. he was just seeing, thinking, oh, my God, they're getting closer, they're getting closer. And you could almost see him slip away that quick. And uh, But, yeah, no, great. Jared played a great game. I wanted to win for a lot of players that, you know, I felt like deserved to win. You know, Witherspoon, Trufon, yeah. you know. Uh, Dwight Freeney. was hurt. Yeah, Dwight Freeney, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, just. People have been playing hard all year, but due to whatever injury they could get to play, I mean, you know, God only knows what would happen if we had those three players back, a true fine, you know, with a spoon and the Claymore, that, that could have made a difference. But the young guys, you know, it, it's good to see them as a young defense because I think they will grow them. Mm, yes. Um, because I thought Deion Jones played a great game. Keanu Neal has been great all year. Um, Campbell, you know, he's been playing pretty good, so... You know, it's still young, and it looked like it hurt for those guys to take that loss. But at the same time, I came away from the game kind of like, I think we're, we're just one step away from beating that team. Like, you could almost see it. It was just like, but at the same time, we're not all the way there. You know, we're not ready for that. The offense is phenomenal, but that yeah. defense does need a lot of work. Um, and, but, I mean, I think in the offseason, they definitely will add the pieces that will need to, that will need to be there get that defense to be just as good as that offense. Um, and to, to follow up on that Kyle Shanahan lead me to, you know, San Francisco, well, you know, yeah, he might not have been able to get a meal in Atlanta, you know, uh, after that loss. It, it might have been tough for him to go out to a restaurant or something because I might have been a little salty too had I seen him. I might have been like, man, you know, that, I don't know what you were thinking, but man, we were that close. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, San Francisco job is going to be tough for him. Um, yeah. I, I, I necessarily don't know if I would have loved to take that job because, you know, that's that's a complete rebuild out there. You yeah. know, um, yeah, you don't right. have the pieces that you'll have in Atlanta. Atlanta has so many pieces that it's ridiculous at this point, you know. So you won't be that. And you and I both know how this league is. You know, you're only two years away from being out of a job. So yeah. fans are – they don't like to lose, and they don't like to lose long. So, you know, hopefully he can he can do better, but we will see because you you had a lot of weapons in Atlanta and here, you know, in San Francisco, you will not have those weapons. Uh, Anthony, I thank you so much for joining us this week on, on Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. And right quick, before we let you go, uh, tell us about your program. I'm a, I got my own website. It's rradioshow.com. Basically, all I do is talk a little bit, play some music, uh, a lot of independent music and stuff like that, just have some fun, you know, so there's not really a real context to it, it's just basically everyday life stuff, sometimes we touch on politics or anything like that or sports or whatever, so you're out there, man, check me out. Yes, indeed, Anthony Lundy, everyone, the host of RAL Radio right here on Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thanks again, Anthony. All right, hey, you know, we've had a great time with Anthony, and also you heard from Falcons head coach Dan Quinn and also, also new offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian right here on Taylor Made Sports 
with Kevin Taylor. And I want to thank you also for listening to TaylorMade Sports with Kevin Taylor. And, again, you can check me out on social media anytime at KevinTaylor98. All right, when we return, we're going to be talking more about Atlanta sports coming up in the next episode of Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. So make sure that you check me out on social media, and I'll let you know when that will air. But until then, my friends, never be discouraged, always encouraged. Have a great weekend. I'm out.